Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. You've barred this door. There are hundreds of pieced together undead creatures on the other side. Come on, guys, let's let's check upstairs. Sounds gravy. So down at the end of this hallway is one large door. It is pulled open from the other side by two dwarven zombies. And you see at the head of this council table, the dark elf that you saw in the dungeon. From the end of the table, Thelonious says, come on in, my friends. I feel we have much to talk about. We might actually want to just talk to him. I just want to know how you guys keep getting away from my traps. This isn't the first time, you know. I feel like this power I'm looking for is what's actually helping you. Now, which one of you has the key to get it. Have a seat at my table. We can discuss this. We can see if we can join forces for the betterment of everyone. No, we will not join you, you psychopathic necromancer. Have it your way. I'll just have all my zombies kill you and then, well, I'll find it on you somewhere. I'm going to haul lightning. He doesn't move. Oh, he's just choosing not to make the same. Mm. Oh, fuck. That's fun. Yeah, totally. You call this lightning, it strikes five feet above him as if there's a dome covering him. You hear from down the hall the breaking of what sounds like the front door. And Torgar yells to Osric, we have to go slow them down. Bugbear on the far right of the room. There are three in this room. There's one towards the very back standing by a door. There's one off to the right in the room and he begins to work his way backwards towards that door. And both of them just ready themselves. He says, I think it's time for me to go. A portal opens on the floor beside him and he jumps through. What's behind that door? You hear It sounds like zombies hitting the door that you entered from previously. And you open this door, you see in the center of those spires is a piece of the Axe of Mirabar armor. And there are three bubbling jars. And inside of those jars are brains. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. This is a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. And joining me today, continuing the journey, is Amy Moore playing Thea Amastasia. Yes, it is. It's the same joke you used last time. Damn it. Let me try again. Hi. (laughs) Just take it one more time. (laughs) (laughs) What up? I like it. There we go. (laughs) Oh, that's so much better. Thank you. Playing new Lara Moonbrook is Carla Johnson. Hello. And Tom Laird playing Flint Firebeard. Drop the chalupa. I like it. Is that, you're trying to make that happen, hey? That's right. Bringing it back. This month, uh, we are, well, we have a couple things going on. We have a new website, which is up. Everybody can, uh, you know, say how awesome it is because they've totally seen it by this point. Oh, it is amazing. Wait, we have a new website? Oh, (laughs) it looks so good. I haven't seen it. Once again, Russ has done all of the work and gets all of the credit for anything that looks good and anything that is bad, we'll take the blame for. Yeah, that, that's about fair. Does that seem fair, you guys? That's a good division of labor, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we have a new website. You can go to dumbdragons.com to check that out. It's got lovely pictures of all of your lovely faces. I didn't give you a picture. Not yet, but you will, because this is in the past, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) This comes out August 2nd. Right. Pretend you're in the future for a second. I have a really hard time. I know. I know. Also... We have launched our Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast uh, to join the adventure and, if you can, uh, contribute starting from $1 a month to get some sweet perks in the Dumb Dragon realm and universe. Um, If you do contribute $1 a month, you get access to all of our Patreon-only content, which will feature exclusive Patreon-only released episodes and bonus content. The first episode of our Patreon-only content will be released this month with Tom Laird DMing his own game here with the three of us playing. We'll give you a little taste of that, and then, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully that catches you and you want to get more of that. We'll be releasing those. We'll talk about this later, but maybe every month. We'll see. See how that goes. Tom, how you feeling? How you feel about that, Tom? Tom? Oh, yeah. Are you there? Feel great, guys. Feel great about it. (laughs) It's only one a month. There are also other reward tiers. If you donate $5 a month, uh, what do you get? Nudes. Tom? Uh, Apparently nudes. (laughs) It's not on there. It's not on the website. You're not getting nudes. You can be picked at random to have an episode dedicated in your name. That's right. You get all all the Patreon episodes, plus you could be picked at random to have an episode dedicated in your name. So right now, it could be you, John Smith. Who has this episode dedicated to you? Kind of like how we dedicated it to Taco Bell at the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. but we'll, Precisely. We'll talk about how we're dropping your chalupa instead of Taco Bell's. <laughs> exactly. And how about that $10 a month or more, Carla? You get to ask questions on a future Q&A episode, and you get to have an NPC named after you, or, um, you know, uh, a name that you supply within reason I feel like Russ put that so people wouldn't be like, I don't know, but Fartsky. Oh, my God. You know we would pick it. <laughs> I got to admit, that does sound kind of amazing. Our standards for NPC names are yeah. super low. Yeah, those are the kind of names we make up. Like, yeah. Don't take that from us. Well, our listeners are <laughs> cleverer and classier than us, so they wouldn't try and go for that. That's what we're here for. <laughs> but if they did, it's okay. But that low-hanging fruit is the most delicious. Exactly. So, so ripe and tasty. It's good. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're contributing at that adventurer level, then absolutely we will we will take whatever NPC name within reason that you want to give us. <laughs> uh, so now that we've hooked you on our Patreon, <laughs> I know that was great sell. <laughs> we are salespeople. It's true. By trade. Um. Yeah. We are uh, we are trying to hit our first goal, which is uh, getting uh, $50 a month. And when we do reach that goal, we'll be giving away a Dungeons & Dragons starter set to a lucky patron. So we, uh, we want to give back to you if you uh, feel that we are worthy of your contribution every month. We would greatly appreciate uh, anything and everything that you do for us. So thank you in advance. Including just passing it along to friend, word of mouth. That's right. If you can't contribute, word of mouth is the best. Well, enough of this. Shall we D&D? Let's do it. We shall. You opened the door to this back room that was attempting to be guarded by these various zombies previously. And you enter into this room and there are two large 
spires. In the center of those spires is a piece of the Axe of Mirabar armor, and surrounding them are three floating jars with brains inside. And they have attacked your minds as you enter the door. You took a lot of damage when you walked in psychically. Let's start by rolling for initiative. Fucking roll the shit out of this. One! <laughs> I got a one! <laughs> so one is high, right? Like One is real good. Yeah. I got 11. 22. Starting off the order is Nulara. Okay. Um, I'm nervous to be first because I think things are going to kill me when I try and kill them. This is my, this is my fear. Um, so maybe what I will do, how far is this stuff from us? Oh, close, like five feet. Yeah, they're kind of just swirling around the room right now. But yeah, they're oh, okay. varying degrees of, of, uh, of distance from you. But it's not a huge room. Rather than use my sword... I just am a little concerned about immediate contact with these things. Sure. They did just hurt my brain pretty bad. Maybe I will take one of my daggers and throw it. Okay. Just to see what happens to the weapon. Sure. So that is a uh, 17. And let's say like blue floating brain. Okay. Yes. Each of the brains are very clearly a different color to you. Um, as your character sees them. You throw your dagger, and just before it connects with the brain, it casts shield. It is deflected by a magical shield spell. Oh, good. More of these. So it is a spell that it is casting. Okay. Good. So it didn't, like, explode anything or do anything like that. So in that case, then I am going to use my best attack, which is, of course, uh, my sword flame tongue so let's try that see if that is better that is not better because that is a 17 you swing and you swing true but it is deflected by this invisible shield barrier can donnie on his turn is the armor floating in the middle or sitting on the ground in the middle it is on like a a pedestal in the middle uh, between these spires. And do the spires go floor to ceiling or are they like platforms? They're like curved columns. So like a half moon-esque feature, kind of like a statue of sorts. I see. I don't want Donnie to get that close to them. Could Donnie on his turn, he won't be able to do this because he's very weak, bless his heart, but maybe try and move the armor off the platform? like dislodge it somehow? Uh, He can certainly try. Like fly into it, basically. Um, And I guess, would that be a strength check? Yeah. He's he's not good at that, but yeah, that's a 10. But he tried, tried to move it. He flies into the middle of this action and one of the other brains, you can see it kind of focusing its energy on the piece of armor and it as well appears to get this, this invisible field brought up to it, and Donnie is deflected off. He doesn't take any damage, but he is deflected away from the armor. Great. Now it is the Blue Brain's turn. Uh, The one that you, Nulara, went for, and it's going to mind thrust. Dirty. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Makes me uncomfortable. Uh, It's going to mind thrust you, Nulara. So you have to succeed on an intelligent saving throw. That and blow your rape whistle. Jesus. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeesh. Uh, okay, intelligence saving throw. 
Tom's back. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, there's mind thrusting going on, Tom. Yeah, there's a brain oh, is mind thrusting me, and I rolled a 15. You don't take any damage, but it's going to mind thrust on Thea as well. Oh. So you must make a, a an intelligence saving throw. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that, well, it's still not that good. Um, so it's a 13. You uh, do not save. 3d6 psychic damage. Oh, Christ. Uh, it's a low roll, though. You only take seven. Seven damage. That's about as good as you could have hoped for. Um, and then points. this brain floats to the left corner in the room there. And now it is the gray brain's turn. And this one is the one that cast the shield spell onto the barrier. And it is going to attempt to mind slave Flint. Yeah, all right. So Flint, you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Excellent. Wisdom is my worst one. <laughs> oh, damn, 17. You feel this brain trying to break in and control you, but you save and it doesn't have any effect on you. Excellent. Now it is Flint's turn. Payback time. All right. Blue has a protective shield on him. Gray does not. Uh, the shield spell lasts until the end of their next turn. So, But he cast the shield spell on the armor, no? The gray one did. Yes. All right. I'm going to go kick the shit out of the gray one then. Do it. Do it. <laughs> In theory, I'm going to kick the shit out of him. Uh, that is a 25. 25 will hit. Excellent. 17 damage on the first attack. And we'll go for attack number two. Unless it's dead. Is it dead, Russ? Uh, <laughs> they're uh, just squishy on. brains. Well, they're they're in things, though. Oh, are they in jars? They're in jars. Oh. They're not just floating squishy brains. They're oh, in like right. a jar. Oh, right. Brains in jars. Yeah. Well, that's where I keep all my brains. In jars. Yeah. It's true. It's a good place for them. Yeah. But um, I'm really hipster about it. I use mason jars. Solid. Uh, it, no, it is not dead. So, sorry, that was 17 damage? Yeah. Write it down. Uh, yeah. I just had to <laughs> make sure I had the, ace, uh, the hit points right. Go ahead. All right. I will go for attack number two, and that is a 22 that time. A 22 will hit, yeah. God bless those plus seven bonuses. Uh, that's a 27 damage. Oh, nice. Yeah. You strike this thing twice, and it rocks and spins and moves back into the room, but it is still floating, and it, it may have taken... Like a bit of damage on its on its outer shell, perhaps a crack in its glass. Now it's the green brain's turn, and it focuses its attention on you, Flint. I kind of figured it would. Yeah. Also, I don't want Amy to take any more damage, so I'm going to try and get them all on me. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, man. I don't want to die today. So what I'm here for as the role of Dwarven Shield. A sickening green energy comes out of this brain and towards you, Flint. And it Bring makes it. a ray of sickness attack. That's an 18. Is this like a physical attack? or It's a ranged spell attack. Yes. Okay. Does AC work the same against spells as it does against physical attacks? Sure does. Okay. I, I just don't know. No one's ever nuked me with spells before. If it hits you, you make a constitution saving throw against this damage, though. So okay. 18 would hit. Yeah. So you make a con save. Okay. That is plus four, 16. So you save, so you take full damage, but you're not poisoned. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Yay. I'm also resilient to poison being a dwarf. That would be half damage then. So you take... Yeah. You take four poison damage. 
with your dwarven resiliency. Sweet. And then it is Thea's turn. Oh, is it? Oh, really? Oh, really? I'm gonna I'm gonna evoke Moonbeam to see how this happens because I can like whip it around, as we found out that other time. Uh-huh. I need to concentrate it on just one creature, and I think I'm gonna go for the gray one. Yes, Amy. Yeah, because it's already kind of damaged. I evoke Moonbeam. Shoo, 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 shoo. That's what Moonbeam sounds like. The official Moonbeam <laughs> sound effects are just fantastic. Thank you. Um, high budget. Constitution saving throw. Okay, and brains and jars get advantage on saves against magical effects and spells. Mm. But both the rolls were terrible, so you hit anyway. So 13. Not good. Not good. Okay. So you take 2d10 radiant damage. 11. It almost looks like the fluid in the jar begins to boil and there's a visible crack that appears on the outside of this jar that the grayish brain is inside. Yeah. And we are uh, back to the top of the order, which is Nulara. All three of you hear a loud rumble as these zombies on the other side of the main entrance and kind of looks like it's bending as the zombies behind are trying yeah. to push their way into this room. I have a feeling like our two guys over there are dead. All right, we, we got to fix this ASAP, guys. Yeah, no kidding. Is the door behind us closed? Are you saying they're entering like the, the boardroom door where we were before? Yeah, the main door. So okay. it, it was barred when Torgar and Osric left. But the door that you are in is open. You can see that. But yeah, the door to get into the main room. And you are in the this little side room. Okay, well, maybe step one, I'll turn around and close the door behind me. Solid. I was not born in a barn. I might have been. But regardless, it's not much defense, but at least it's something. <laughs> so I close the door. Door closed. Now I'm going hey. to try again to get this blue dude. Mm-hmm. That does not work because that is 13. Let me try again. That one's better. That's a 28. Oh. Yes, that connects solid to she this. You should just murder him just for that. Amazing. So he gets 24 damage. Oh, yeah. These jars have like ornamental design work to them, and you knock some of it clean off of this jar as it cracks a little bit as well. And you move this floating jar back in the room. It appears that they're floating together now. Okay, hmm. Donnie's going to try and push that armor off again. I don't know if that's going to do anything, but it's not like he can attack a jar. He's not very, you know. So why not? Why not let him try that? Yeah, it's just not did you Did you use both of your attacks? Yeah, one of them yeah, failed. I only rolled a 13. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Donnie got a, like, seven or something. So I don't think that worked. Uh, no, no. Same kind of thing. The green brain this time senses Donnie and focuses its energy on the shield as well. And Donnie is again deflected away from it. It's the blue brain's turn now. And it's going to try to cast Crown of Madness on Nulara. Yay. You must make a wisdom saving throw there, Nulara. Okie dokie. That is a 12. That does not save. Nulara, you feel control being taken from you. And Flint and Thea, you look over to her and you see a twisted crown of jagged iron appear on top of her head. 
and madness begins to glow in her eyes. Good thing she already had her turn. (laughs) On your turn, it will tell you to attack someone. You can't hurt yourself, but you will be attacking someone that it chooses. And you do that before you make a move. And then at the end of your turn, you can try to make the save again. Okay. Well, good thing I'm just hanging out in the corner of the room by myself. <laughs> Everyone just kind of takes a few <laughs> steps away from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The gray brain floats around the room and to Thea here. Oh, God. Thea, it is going to cast Hold Person on you. You must succeed on a wisdom saving throw as well. 20. You succeed, so you feel it trying to paralyze your body. I'm like, not today, motherfucker! Exactly. And you are... I was kind of secretly hoping Amy would fail the check, and then Russ would have to pipe in, like, Thompson Twins, hold me now, (laughs) underneath. (laughs) Next time, next time. You save that, and now it is Flint's turn. I'm going to focus all of my energy on this blue brain, and try and destroy it bigly. Sure. Okay, first attack roll. That is a 16 and 7. 23. 23 will hit, yes. Excellent. 19 damage. It is sustaining more cracks in the glass, but it is still floating there. Oh, there's more of that coming oh, its way, I though. I figured, I figured. <laughs> so that is a 18. Come on, 18. 18 deflects. Boo! Same kind of thing as when Nilara threw her daggers. You uh, swing and you are striking true, but as you get a little bit of ways, it's deflected by the same kind of magical shield. Okay. And it is Greenbrain's turn. Oh, not yet it isn't. I'm going to take my action surge, okay. which is uh, one, of, one of my special skills. 22, much better. Woo. 22 will uh, break the barrier, yes. 19. You strike through and you feel it cut through this invisible barrier and it cracks the glass and it begins actually leaking fluid from it and it sends it spinning wildly. I'm going to make a save to see if he can hold the concentration and the thorns that are on Nulara's head shrivel up and disappear. Yeah. Yes. Nulara, you have yeah. control back. It is still it is still floating. It's losing some fluid, but you are no longer controlled by that brain. Now it's the green brain's turn, and it's going to cast mind thrust on Flint. Flint, you have to make a saving throw of the okay. wisdom variety. Oh, my super strongest one. Here goes. That is a six. <laughs> so you are going to take 3d6 psychic damage off this first Lily. mind thrust. First so mind yeah, thrust. Yeah, I was like, what? Seven, nine. Well, they each get two mind thrusts or a spell. Okay. Um, and the second mind thrust will be directed at you as well. So make another... Uh, uh, sorry, that was an intelligence save, not a wisdom save. Oh, well, that, it would have been seven, so okay, I think so, it would have yeah. made much okay, of a difference. Still would have fit. So yeah, an intelligence save on this next one here. Okay. Uh, 14. 14 will save, so you do not yeah. take the psychic damage on the second one. Thea, your turn. You just had this Greybane try to hold you and control you. You see the the thorns appear and uh, madness glow in Nulara's eyes and then disappear as Flint attacks this blue brain, but then crumples under the strain put on his mind from the green brain. I am going to, uh, I still have my moonbeam 
When it says I can use an action to move my moonbeam. That is what that is your attack action. That is my attack action. Yeah. Okay. Because I can move it 60 feet, I am going to swing it to the right to hit the gray dude. And then I'm gonna whip it up to hit the blue dude, because altogether that is less than 60 sure. feet. Sure. So a con save? Yes, a constitution saving throw from both those okay, dudes. So the gray dude is a five. The blue dude is a 17. The 17 will save, so he'll take only half damage. Do okay. I roll two separate damages for them? Uh, one singular damage. Uh, 10 for the for one guy, and then 5 for the other guy. The gray takes this damage, and you see kind of the splintering of these cracks being put into its jar. And the blue, its jar erupts, and the brain falls to the floor with a splat. And I go, somebody curve stomp that thing. You see it kind of pulse a little bit and then it stops. I still want someone to curb stomp it. <laughs> we shoot it twice in the head to make sure that it's dead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, two taps. After you shoot it twice in the head, it uh, it is truly dead. Truly Ooh. dead. Guys, um, I killed something. Nicely done. Uh, so Bean claps for herself. You, Laura, you hear your communicator fuzz in and Salazar's like, hey, you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Uh, so we just dropped uh, some armor off with those soldiers out there. Uh, what, what's uh, you guys okay? <laughs> uh, been better. Little, little busy. We're killing some brains. It's a, it's a whole thing. New communicator. Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> There's a horde of horrible zombie creatures, basically right outside the door of the room we're in. So things are not excellent right now. However, I think we found the piece of enchanted armor. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, um, I'll let you get to it. Just so you know, they're suiting up right now and should be heading in to try and help you out with, with the hordes if nothing else gets taken care of before then. All right. Well, double quick time. Thanks, buddy. Okay, bye. You also hear the door outside. You hear like wood splintering. God As these zombies are trying to break through that front door to that room. Are they mostly the armored soldiers or are they like the fucked up, mismatched? When you creatures? looked out the front door and you put the chain lock on, mm. the majority of them look to be all kind of mismatched and like they had been being worked on for quite a while now. And now it's your turn. Okay. Then I'm going to attack a brain. Otherwise, I was going to try and attack the armor. But if they're not the soldier zombies, like, we need to deal with this armor issue. But, you know, sure. they're not the ones yeah. immediately trying to kill us, I don't think. So, yeah, exactly. Gray brain going to, I'm going to carve out his amygdala and step on it. Nice. Awesome. Uh, that's a 26. 26 will hit. Okay, that is 16 damage. More cracks come into the jar, and again, you see some of the fluid beginning to leak from some of those edges. Not not a lot, but some coming through. Great. Let's see if we can't make that splat on the ground. Uh, that is a 18? Uh, 18 deflects off of its shield spell. Balls. Is what I say to that. Of course. Mm -hmm. Since there's some cracks in it now, I think Donnie can kind of try and get in there a little bit rather than just attacking smooth glass. I think he has like a barb on the end of his tail that he uses when he stings. So I don't know. Let's give let's give it a shot. See if he can sure. crack open that glass. Uh, nope, that's a 17. 
17 also will deflect off of the the invisible shield. And now it is the Gray Brain's turn. It's going to cast Mind Slave on Thea. It can try. Oh, oh sad. Yeah. You, you can uh, cast a Wisdom Saving Throw. 28. All right. It does not <laughs> oh. cast. Um, it appears what? to be losing more fluid than it thought. And uh, you are not under its slavey spell. That's what I thought. Flint, your turn. <laughs> I have a plus eight wisdom saving throw. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, am I right in assuming that these brains are floating in like Barbasol? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, because that's what's happening in my head. So. Are there a few like combs yeah. and like sure, scissors yeah. in there too? Yeah. So I guess I should try and kill the gray brain. Yes? No? Maybe so? Yeah, because sure. I bet you could kill it in, like, if you make All contact, right. it'll be dead. Excellent. Let's go with a real Salazar on this one and steal the kill. Uh, that's a 23. 23 will hit. Excellent. Kind of imagine Salazar piping in through the communicator going, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> uh, so that's 21 damage. Nice. So you run over from the other side of the room there, take a giant leaping swing and carve through this glass that explodes its fluid over Thea and Nulara. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the brain itself explodes as well. So you've got, you killed it, but you covered everybody in brain guts. Just a real mess around here. Sorry, peeps. Yeah. Can I like hear if the crazy mob outside is like still coming after us? Is there any noise that they're making? It's, it's just this constant banging against the door and uh, wood splintering as the door is um, bowing and cracking inwards. Okay, so they're still real thirsty. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try, like, knocking this armor off of the pedestal, see if maybe that might help alleviate problems. Sure. Do it. Okay. As a 24. 24, yeah, you'll hit it. Okay. Now, am I just trying to, like, do damage to this, or what do, what do I want to do with this? Does anyone have any suggestions? I, not really. <laughs> like, not really. I guess... Okay, I'll just... I guess destroy it? Like, I don't... As much yeah. as you can destroy armor? Like, I was thinking the brains somehow were... I don't know. Making... But they're not, right? Like, they're just putting protection on it. They weren't enchanting it i don't think since two out of three i kind of figured that like yeah the three of them were like enchanting it together and maybe once we killed one or two that might stop yeah me too but apparently not the case so far that has not happened um so i think they're just protecting it i'll just try and do as much damage as possible and maybe knock it off of its uh yeah of its pedestal can really cut it down a peg, am I right? Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> 19 damage. You strike this armor and it throws it across the room and bounces off the wall and lands near one of the spires. And as you do this, the spires, they have like writings carved into them and they begin to glow. And you hear a louder crash coming from the other room as the zombies begin to pour into the room. But it's no longer on that pedestal. Great. <laughs> we did you it, guys. Have, End you of successfully, adventure. successfully uh, moved it from uh, one place to another. So wait, are these pedestals things that we can be, like, beating the crap out of? Now that I see that there are, like, 
carvings in them that may be a magical variety. We might want to do that, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. So it's the Green Brain's turn. Are you sure? I feel like I haven't had a turn in You're a long time. You're at the time. end. You should roll better if you want <laughs> You did roll a one on initiative. So. Uh, technically, it was a two because I have a plus one initiative bonus. But you rolled a one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, Flint, make a wisdom save. All right. Are you sure it's wisdom and not intelligence? Uh, this time it is wisdom. Okay. Just wanted to double check. Yep. That is a 14. You uh, feel like you want to follow the directions of this brain. Okie dokie. You have been mind-slaved by the green brain, and it is Thea's turn. Okay, I'm going to move my moonbeam over. There we go. Right on top of the green brain. (laughs) Constitution save. He needs to make a con... It needs to make a constitution saving throw. Oof, four. Yeah, no, that's not going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, ugh, he takes five damage. Yeah. Is that enough yeah. to break his concentration on whatever he's going with Flint? That was my aim. Uh, it was my goal. Nope. Damn. Sorry, buddy. Back to New Lara now, and you now hear the groans and the, the zombie screams, whereas before they weren't, they weren't like mindless zombies now they just it sounds like they are more more mindless than what they were before but you hear those coming in uh into the room now as this door has been broken down fuck (laughs) i don't know what to do hey what happens with that moonbeam like can i attack that brain or is um, it on it like what's the story is what it still like had... stuck in a moonbeam? There. No, sorry. I didn't I didn't need to drop it on it. <laughs> oh, I, mo- okay. I, I swept it over it. Sorry. <laughs> I was just mad. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's free to fight. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to attack the brain. That is a 20. 20 will hit. <laughs> is yes. that a question? Okay. <laughs> It was a question if it was going to hit or not, because it's got this dumb deflection going. 13 damage. Does that break its concentration? Uh, Hold on. If you don't ask, he doesn't roll for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning this. This is good. (laughs) Uh, Doesn't break his his, uh, concentration. He's got the worst side. Doesn't break his concentration. Jeez. Okay. Ain't nobody going to break his stride. Ain't nobody going to hold him down. He's got to keep on moving. Okay. Do you want to take I'm, another swing there? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm just so torn because I want to do something with the pillars because like a million zombies is worse than one brain and one flint, but flint's my dude, so I don't want to have to fight him. Uh, so that's a 21. 21 will hit, yep. 12. Damage. Okay. And concentration. Mm-hmm. Flint, you feel your control come back to you. Yay! Nice! Thank goodness. Okay, I guess Donnie's going to try for this jar, because I don't know what else he could do. I don't know. Donnie's got claws. Maybe he tries to, like, slash through some of that glowing writing on that spire. Good idea. Uh, That does not work, but he's tried. He just got a manicure, so he's a little worried about his nails. He only rolled a six. 
Although, to be fair, we haven't done any rolls against those pillars yet, so maybe a six will hit. Yeah, true. It's true. It'd be like me <laughs> me being like, I um, want to hit this wall. So he goes up and, like, scratches at it, but it's stone, so it doesn't really do much of anything. Oh, but the actions you just did were great. <laughs> like a T-Rex attacking a wall. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Flint, you feel the control come back to your body, and you kind of take a little, uh, little step as you see Donnie... T-Rex attacking the spire <laughs> and Yulara attacking the green brain with uh, Thea's moonbeam still in the room and the moaning of these zombies on the other side of the door getting louder and louder as you can picture in your mind that there are a lot of them coming in. I'm going to move uh, in between this pillar and, uh, and close to the armor if I need to make <laughs> a switch in uh, tactics here. Yep. I'm going to swing my axe as hard as I fucking can at this pillar. Sure. The swearing was for emphasis. Of yes. course. That is a 24. 24. Yeah, you'll you'll hit it. All right. Now, big damage. 20. Nice. You strike this spire on the far side there, and it fractures some of the stone and the glowing in the runes that are inscribed in it begins to fade on that side. It's still bright on the other side, um, but it begins to fade. Am I... I'm close enough to get to the other side of it, no? Yep. I should be clear. They're still glowing, it's just not not as bright. Oh, they're still glowing? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just remain on that side then and try and get them to stop glowing. Sure. Uh, So it was a 25 on the uh, attack roll. Uh, That will hit, yep. I would hope so. 16. You strike in the same spot, and it splinters all the way up, but seems like it's being held together as just there's a very dim light being emitted from the inscriptions on this spire. Bullshit. Please leave that extremely long pregnant pause. Please don't edit that out. No, yeah, that's fine. That's good. Damn it. This is stressful. Uh, These zombies screaming in the next room. Guys, guys, I have a trick up my sleeve. I'm very excited about it. It's not your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, wait your fucking turn. Oh, God. It's going to have to fucking wait, all right? Uh, so the green brain is going to give, murder Thea. <laughs> give your mind thrust on uh, on Flint and New Lara there. Ooh, a double mind thrust. Yep. So you guys okay. have to make a wisdom save. Okay, it's okay. No, this one's one... intelligence, isn't it? This one's with. Oh, yeah, this one's intelligence. Intelligence. <laughs> with intelligence save. Uh, twelve. Twelve as well. Both of you take Guys. full damage. So on Flint's 11, 14 psychic damage. Yo! Splitting head. Much worse than the first time. Yeah, well, rolled better. <laughs> Nulara, you take seven psychic damage. Amy, I'm going to need you to start rolling Russ's damage rolls for us. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's okay. Because this one doesn't control our brains. It just gives us damage. And that's fine. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't want to fight both of you guys. That would suck a lot. Because now we can focus on what I think is important, which is stopping the murderous horde outside. Oh, and 
and that too. All right, well, to help with all of this, I'm going to conjure two minor elementals. About damn time. <laughs> okay. And they are going to be like earth rock elementals. Tell me what the, the rating is for two of them. Two elemental challenge rating, one or lower. Uh-huh. If you cast things that are one or lower, you have access to two of them. Uh, dust methods or mud methods. What, like, what are they? Um, can I can mm. I look at their stats and their skills? Sorry, what element what elemental can I have at a challenge rating of two? A gargoyle. Oh fuck yeah! I think maybe one that's really powerful might be more Methods beneficial are small, than two small things. So. Than two that are that are little. So let's go for a gargoyle. He has a multi attack, bite, and claws. Okay, he needs to be rolled into the initiative roll at a nine. Kid. Look at me playing by the rules. <laughs> he will go after Flint. You cast this spell. Energy kind of pours out into the room and swirls. And there's a window in this room. And it bursts open as one of the statues that you've seen outside of the building flies into the room. And you now have this stone gargoyle ready to attack. Nice. Hey there, I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Thank you for joining us and continuing on this journey for episode 19 of Dungeons & Dragons, titled Battle of the Brains. As we mentioned already, this episode is early, and it's for good reason. Today is the launch day of our Patreon page. We're very excited and hope that you'll be too. We are aiming to expand our community and in turn have you more involved with the show and us as we create more amazing content for you. I'll link everything in the description, but our Patreon page is patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. It's easy to sign up and become a patron for Dungeons and & Dragons. And from as little as $1 per month, you'll have access to all of our Patreon-only content, which will include another show beginning this month. This new show will be DM'd by Tom Laird, a.k.a. Flint Firebeard, and we will be giving you a taste of it with the first episode in two weeks on this channel. But from then on, it'll be a Patreon-only endeavor. So if you want to hear more, please check out patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And this is the first of many games or shows we are trying to put together. And we want to hear what you want to hear. We plan to try out new RPG systems in hopes that we can create new and interesting stories in different settings and give you a chance to hear new game styles and mechanics that will maybe give you ideas for your own games. Or it might give you a feel for another system that you've been meaning to try but just weren't sure on. We do have higher tiers, a $5 and a $10 tier, with more opportunities to be involved with the show, including show dedications, or being named an NPC, or providing questions for a future Q&A episode. Our hope is that we build a fun and inclusive community with Dungeons & Dragons that is able to grow and become a huge part of many people's lives, including yours. If you can't donate, we totally understand. But what you can do to help us is continue spreading the word about Dungeons & Dragons in your everyday life and on social media. Please click through to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And if you can and you want to be a part of the Dumb Dragon community, we would love to have you. Our next episode is that special Patreon-only preview episode, which will have a title by the time it comes out on August 16th, I promise. Then the next regular episode will be available August 30th. 
Let's get back to the brain brawl and see if the adventurers have the smarts to outwit the brains and the horde. And the horde. Don't forget those guys. Have a great couple weeks. Talk to you soon. Guys, I just got a tiny glimpse of like a, like the side of Russ's computer. What's going on here? You can see it on your computer. Can I? Oh, if you just if you just scroll down on the map, it's a full horde of zombies coming at us. Oh shit! Um, those are scary. I had nightmares about zombies last night. Uh, well, I, yeah, it's not my intent to line that up, but you know. <laughs> it was really just a prequel of sorts. Lara, it is your turn. As the groaning sounds like it's getting closer to the door where you guys are in. Fuck some shit up. <laughs> oh God. By what you mean? Hit a stone pillar. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah, beat the shit out of that inanimate object. Yep, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my very, very best. Uh, that is a 21. On the stone pillar? Yeah, yep. 21 will hit her. Great. 12 damage. Same kind of thing that Flint saw. You crack the stone that's making this statue and the writings begin to fade. And when they fade this time, it kind of sounds like the zombies themselves, their, their groaning fades and then comes back a little bit. Okay, let me, let me do that again, but better. Gonna hit that crit 20. I didn't, but uh, 23. Yep. Good enough. 19 damage. Same kind of thing you saw with Flint's on his second strike. It cracks further up. The writing fades out as well, but it appears that something is still holding these statues together. And same thing happens again. The groans fade a little bit, but then come back as the you hear footsteps coming closer to the door. Okay. Well, I guess uh, Donnie's gonna try and hit that brain because he's not, he sure. won't have any luck against the stone, I don't think, or the brain because that's an eight. Poor Donnie. No, he's not Donnie. doing so good Donnie. this time. So he's just kind of flying around. This yeah, brain he's here. he's kind of freaking out with all those. Yeah, no there. doubt. He's uh, having a hard time. Can't wait till the gargoyle gets to go. <laughs> Flint, you it's your turn, and after you hear Nulara striking this uh, this other spire, um, you hear from out in the courtyard the cry of the remaining members of the Axe of Mirabar as they engage in battle with the zombies that are still outside there. Nice. Um, but they have arrived on the scene from what you can hear, um, and they are battling from the other side of the zombie horde. And it is your turn. Okay, now with the pillars, they're still standing, but they seem less functional than they did before. Is that correct? Yeah, the runes uh, where they were glowing brightly, they are, the writings are fading. Okay, I'm going to uh, take another big swing at the pillar that's in front of me and try and, uh, try and knock it down. He came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> that's exactly correct. Uh, so that's a 21. 21 will hit it, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I prefer Party in the USA, but Wrecking Ball works for the theme, so. Of course, yes. The imagery. All right. Oh, it's a one, but I get to re-roll that damage. Score. 10. And 12 is 22, and 4 is 26. Oh, baby. This spire crumbles. It's not being held together by anything anymore. And it falls to the ground in a in a dusty, small pebbly shape. It kind of just disintegrates. But you you still hear the same kind of thing. The zombies get super quiet, but then pick back up a little bit. 
Okay, um, I'm going to head on over to the other pillar and uh, try and knock this one down as well. That's a 19. 19 is deflected off of the... Fuck! I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> off of the shield that appears to be holding this rune together. With that strike, you hear what sounds like Torgar yelling a battle cry for Mirabar! And then there's this explosion as it sounds like the floor on this level has crumbled inward and down to the floor below. And a lot of the sound from the zombies feels like it has moved somewhere else. But there are still zombies on the other side of the door. <laughs> don't worry, guys. There's still zombies there. Yeah. Gargoyle. No gargoyle. Okay. Um, the gargoyle. Come on, is, gargoyle. Is going to attack the stone pillar because sure. it seems very important. So first it's going to bite at it. 22. 22 will bite. Yep. Okay. Go, gargoyle. For seven damage. The pillar crumbles a little bit more, but it's still standing and the runes glow a little less brightly, but still bright. He's going to do it again, only with his claws. Okay. 17. 17 will not break through the barrier that is there. Man. Uh, green Brain's turn. Damn, Green Brain. Damn. Green Brain. And he's oh, he's going... got a theme song? Yeah, <laughs> he does now. He's the last standing brain, so you gotta, gotta go out with the glory. Flint, make a wisdom saving throw. He's gonna try and mind slave you. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, oh, shit, 17. Okay, you say. <laughs> oh, he's so disappointed. Ah, uh, fine. Well, okay. I mean, wisdom's my worst one, but that was a good roll. Yeah, you're up, Thea. Hey! Okay, so I don't really have anything to hit this pillar with. What about your, like, cure wound spell? Do you still I have that going on? I can't do it. it oh, was, you already used it? Yeah, it's a five, uh, fifth spell slot, and I only have one. Uh, I'm going to thunder wave the green brain. What's the range and stuff on your um, thunder wave? I'm going to go over here, 15 feet. So this would reach him, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so I think you have to make a saving throw of the constitution variety. It's its favorite. Seven. That didn't work. 2d8 thunder damage. On a failed save. Yeah. Good. And is pushed 10 feet away from you. Yes. 11. The wave of force comes out from you and knocks this green brain into the wall behind you. Roll a d6. One. Right, and it takes an extra one <laughs> damage. <laughs> uh, As is Thea's style. You get bonus points for being so happy about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it appears this one is a little bit more firmly built and no cracks have appeared in the glass yet. Wow, this is good craftsmanship. Right I know, here. right? Well, uh, we don't even have a crack in the glass of this one. Not of this God, one. I hope you guys it dies left... once that pillar comes down. You guys <laughs> left this one right alone, like from the yeah. Beginning. It was pretty much uh, perfect. Back to the top of the order, and uh, you hear from outside the door. It sounds like some of the soldiers have continued to fight their way up the stairs and are. Uh, battling their way through the horde of zombies, but they are now knocking on the door and sound like they're right outside. Jesus! No, oh, you just moved a whole army of zombies I know. at once. Oh god! Just all appeared on my screen, like fifty zombies. Uh, so it's my like turn, a then. really cool thriller dance going on out there. 
Yeah, it's awesome. I don't like it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't approve. No, it's very stressful. Uh, Okay, my turn, yeah? Yes. Okay, great. I'm going to hit that pillar again. There's 27. 27 will strike it, yeah. Okay, 17 damage. Damn! You strike this (laughs) pillar, and it, the same way as the other one, crumbles into dust. And the sound coming from the other side of the room stops. You don't hear any groaning. And then there's a pause. It seems like it lasts a long time, but then you hear bodies falling to the floor. A wave of them. It's still your turn. Okay. Okay, then I am going to, uh, I guess, attack that green brain. Yeah. Uh, 16. Probably not gonna 16, hit. Uh, no. Well, well, hold on. Yeah, 16, I'll hit it. Oh, good. That means Whoa, he's, he, maybe it was, he's out of protective juice. <laughs> 16 damage. A crack begins to form in this brain's jar as you strike it with your sword. Okay, Donnie's gonna try and get in there a little bit. Oh my god, Donnie. <laughs> That's a six. I don't uh, think Donnie, Donnie. He isn't rolled higher than like an eight, I don't think. One time this time. Poor guy. Donnie yells from the side. He's like, you guys are doing great. <laughs> rah, rah. You got it. Way to go. <sighs> and Flint, you're up. All right. Uh, spurred on by Donnie's excellent cheerleading, <laughs> I go take a running start at this green brain. Sure. And wind up for a big old swing. It's a 21. 21 will strike true. 20. The cracks begin to splinter out from this green brain's jar as you knock it across the room and into the wall. Roll a d6. Oh my god, I haven't had to roll a d6 in a long time. Three. And it takes three extra damage, but is still floating in the air. Is it too far away from me, or can I make it over there? Uh, You've moved oh. about 10 feet, so you could probably still make it. Then the onslaught continues. And that is a 14, which is probably not going to do it, but let's hope that shield is really, really, really down. 14 will hit. All right. Oh, yeah. 25. Yeah, it is. Wowzers. I guess when you're a brain in a jar, you're not that strong. The cracks begin to splinter, and like you've seen before, the fluid inside begins to ooze out. And now it is Gargoyle's turn. All right. He is going to fly over here because he can fly 60 feet. Sweet. Because I think that's bigger. Than yeah, you're good. Feet. You're good. Yeah. He's going to first bite at it. Oh, 12? 12 does not break. Ooh, he's going to claw oh. at it. <laughs> ah! Critical, Critical miss. miss. So in this, Plus he four. flies across, and maybe you <laughs> lost some of your... That's a critical miss. It's five. It's a critical miss. God damn it. He flies across and kind of bashes into the wall on his first attempt and misses entirely as the green brain is nimbly dodging out of the way of your clumsy, clumsy gargoyle. All nimbly bimbly. Nimbly bimbly. Oh, nimbly. Uh, and it's the green brain's turn, and in a final act, is going to cast uh, Mind Thrust on Flint and Thea. Ring it! 
Wisdom? Mind thrust is intelligence. That was an eight for me, so I'm taking damage. You're taking damage. Fourteen. Fourteen saves, but Flint... Sorry, I can't count. It's 15. Uh, still saves. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Turns out, actually, 15 doesn't save. Oh, God, but 14 14 is good. 15 is up. not. Uh, Flint, you are going to take eight psychic damage as you feel your brain swell. Okay. That eight damage literally would have been half the amount of points I have. Oh, no. So now it's your turn, Thea. I'm going to tell my gargoyle to like, just take a knee for a second. Uh, I'm just going to throw a little produce flame. So, 2d8. 7 and a 6, a 13. The fluid inside of the jar begins to boil as you cast produce flame onto this jar, and it erupts outward. And the fluid just covers Flint. (laughs) (laughs) Payback! I had it coming. I I had all that splatter earlier. As the brain sizzles and falls to the ground, and stops th- throbbing. It is dead. Wow, I probably should have lit one on fire earlier. Heating liquid in a sealed jar? Of course I would have exploded it. God, stupid. <laughs> All the brains in the room, the jars have exploded and are dead. The spires are all crumbled to the ground. And it sounds like silence on the other side of the door. Guys, what should we do with this armor? Can we look out the window that the gargoyle came in and see, like, is the Axe of Mirabar out there just, like, fucking up zombies? Or if the zombies are all just, like, laying down and the Axe of Mirabar just, like, huh. Sure. Um, yeah, it uh, it's a little higher up. But Donnie flies up there and he kind of flies out and looks around a little bit. And he comes back in and he's like, gag. Well, guys, it uh, looks like all the zombies are lying down there, and the Axemir bar looks a little confused, but uh, nobody's fighting. Seems okay. Neat. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where they live now. Oh, God. I guess we open the door to... Walk out over the zombies? She says confidently. Well, it seems like a bad idea, but there is no exit from this room. So either we have a nap in here with the rotting brains or we exit through the zombie shop. Uh, let's uh, let's grab the the cursed armor because we don't want this to just happen again. True. We should probably destroy this somehow. Um, but... Flint, if you want to grab that, because you're all strong and stuff. Oh, sure. Leave it up to the strong guy. I'm close to death here. I get on top yeah, of fair my... Yeah, I get on top of my gargoyle. <laughs> I, let him carry I put a cloak around the armor before I touch it, but then I pick it up. Sure. Yeah. You pick it up, and it, it just feels like regular armor. Okay. I open the door. You see a horde of zombies crumpled and laying flat on the ground. None of them moving, no noise being made, just a sea of undead, dead guys. Gross. Is there a big hole in the floor? Like, when we heard that explosion, was that, like, did it take out part of this level? Uh, You look beyond (laughs) the main door of the room, and it looks like the the hallway has caved into the floor below. Okay. Well, this is gross as shit, because these are all, like... 
piece together creatures, right? Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, I guess um, I would like to get out of here. Friends? I second that. Okay. Yup. So let's uh, ugh, like get around these hordes of rot monsters and get to, I guess, the stairs if we can. Like those would have been on the other side of that door. I'm not sure what our what our egress point is here with a big hole in the uh, in the ground. Is there a muster point we could be meeting at? Yeah. <laughs> Look for the glowing signs. Where do we go? You make your way out of the room and you step over top of the, the bodies and it's... You're trying to be careful, but of course there's going to be some squishing. Ew. There's going to be some some gross. Um, you kind of step uh, as far to the side as you can so you can walk down to the hall and you look down into the caved-in hallway and you see Torgar lying motionless at the bottom of this hole. Because he blowed the place up to kill all those zombies. Um, I get, I'm still on the back of my gargoyle. Uh, I get my gargoyle to fly me down there and see if he's still alive. Sure. You fly down. It's about a 15 foot drop. And you go up to check on him. And he appears to still be breathing. Can I give him um, a It's shallow hands? and faint. But he is, uh, he is unconscious. Can I give him a healing kit? Will that help him? Yeah. If 16 well, healing kits. He, well, healing kits would bring him back. That's, you need to give him a potion or oh, a spell. Shit. Uh, I don't have... Uh, uh. I toss you down a healing potion. Aww. So I in, give it to him. Oh, we wait. To, I have a cure wounds. Do you still have spell slots available there? I do. I have two spell slots available okay. for cure wounds. That works better then. Want to walk you through, role play through what you what you see and what you do. I'm sure. I I go down and I see poor Torgard lying there, and I I touch him with my hand, and he gets 15 points back. You cast this on him, and some of the energy comes back into his body, and his eyes flutter open. As he looks up at you and he says, Still not a huge fan of you, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I send my gargoyle up to get uh, new Lara, at least. I'm not sure how heavy you are, Flint. You're small, though. I'm stout. I am stout. (laughs) I am stout. The gargoyle is a medium creature, so I don't know. Uh, You guys could probably... You guys could probably jump down. Oh, there you go. Shimmy okay. down somehow. Okay, yeah. we're making our way down then. Cool. Does uh, Torgar need, like, do we need to carry him? Thea, do we need to carry you? Are you still on your gargoyle? Like, are you cool? I- I'm all right. I'm on my gargoyle. I'll, he, I'll take a long yeah. rest. Uh, Torgar appears to be quite badly beaten up, but you help him to his feet and he's still able to um, to walk from the building. And you guys head out through the hall and out the front door of the uh, the castle you're in, um, and there's just a sea of these undead creatures that have all collapsed as um, the remaining members of the Axe of Mirabar do look like they're kind of like, well, shit, now we got to clean this up. But uh, Torgar, 
you guys get out into the daylight, and Torgar says, uh, Well, I, uh, I don't know why this was here, but you guys are, you guys are good. You guys are good fighters. And without you guys, I mean, we would have all been turned, and who knows what would have happened after that. Um, we've got a lot of cleaning up to do, but I want to, for the Acts of Mirabar, commit us to help you when you need it. We'll have some rebuilding to do, but if you ever need anything, you can call on us. Thanks. Thanks. Sounds like a good plan. Says, <sighs> I need a nap and to clean up some gross, gross yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all covered in brain goo, so right I behind need a drink. You. Yeah, we need a bath and a drink maybe at the same time. Says, so you know where to find me, so I'm going to... Gonna go home and then figure out what to do with this. And he uh, kind of takes himself from your your hold and straightens himself up and begins to uh, walk off and give directions and orders um, to the remaining members of the Axe of Mirabar. Wasn't there a river or something? Uh, there is a river, yeah. The River of Marar, yep. I don't even care about a bed. Like, I want to get clean and go to sleep. Like, I am happy to camp out we've done it many times before because i feel like everything in this town is just like covered with rot zombies now to the river just like the old days guys we'll camp out you decide to head out of the city and down to the river marar to find a place to set up camp and get cleaned up before moving on you leave the walls of the stronghold and you see osric pretty badly beaten covered in drying zombie matter and he is working with many members of the Axe Bar who are tossing zombie parts onto carts to be carried away. Somewhere. Not sure yet. As you make your way further through the streets and closer to the edge of town, you see more members of the Axe Bar coming out of cellars that look reminiscent of bunkers, with civilians who are squint-eyed and climbing out into the daylight. Among those civilians, you catch a glimpse of Baron and Sasha and many of the other members of Little Rock. They see you and recognize from the brain goo all over you that you have been part of saving yet another city, and Baron gives a nod and helps some of the children along the street. You make your way beyond the wall and down to the river, and for a city that is covered in mayhem, it surprisingly seems peaceful by the side of the river. There are no bodies, the birds are chirping, and a gentle breeze is blowing through. You clean up, Lie down, and all of you drift off to sleep. A few hours later, you wake up naturally, a little more rested than before, and ready to head off on the next part of your adventure. Where do you go? Uh, I think we have to go back and see... Uh, what's her name there? Makath in uh, right. Luskin? Because we're going to go try and find out about Bort and getting him sorted out correct yeah right. we're oh hey. and you know big big bad dragon thing that happened we also should try and um tell salazar that we're alive oh yeah so i pull out the fantasy walkie talkie yeah. and we remember how to use it right we just press sure it yeah totally just press and, button. there's uh, only one and say salazar are you there uh, there's a bit of a break, but then it comes back in. He says, yeah, yeah, what's going on? Well, the good news is the zombies are all dead. The bad news is Prim's Bane, we didn't get him. 
you get it you get away yeah he opened a portal and escaped and this whole town just like covered with rotten disgusting zombies now so uh, like of the homemade variety arms legs different creatures disgusting oh that's pretty shitty um i hate portals um okay um we will uh we will send some we will send a cleanup crew to help the help the people out there um are you guys okay you you made it out doing all right uh we're fine we'll be fine all right i had every faith that you guys were gonna handle it just fine just fine good um well all right i'm glad to hear things are going all right if you need anything you just you just give me a holler okie dokie over and out uh well i say we probably go visit macoth first and see what we can do about bort who's been eerily quiet we came to an understanding if you remember see if the arcane brotherhood wants to uh help us out right so we'll go we'll go back and see macoth are you guys taking the road are you taking the river um i guess is it down river from where we are yep let's take the river river sounds nice You begin down the river and you find an abandoned riverboat not far from where you set up camp. You climb aboard and you get your bearings. You manage to get it floating on the river back towards Luskin. As you travel down the river through the open plains, what was lush and green as you cast away from Mirabar slowly turns dead and barren. Large swaths of the land burnt to the ground. You recall the last time you passed through these lands with the town members of Little Rock, some three-plus weeks ago, that it was not this way at all. Certain areas have been torched. Others look like the life energy was sapped from the ground itself. It takes you about a day of travel to get about three-quarters of the way to Luskin. You see ahead a large, lush forest that now stands out like a sore thumb in the land of devastation. At the edge of the forest, you see a bridge that looks to be blocking the river, and on that bridge stands a single knoll. As your boat drifts forward, the knoll calls out to you. You're going to pay toll to get by. <laughs> Boys, we got company. And out from the bushes step three more knolls, two with spears, one with a flaming torch. They walk into the middle of the bridge and all are staring at you. As you hear a thunderous crash, as something takes what you can only assume is an enormous lumbering step through the surrounding trees. Elsewhere, you see a torch-lit dungeon. Rats scurrying from the light. There is a man hanging from the wall suspended by chains clamped around his arms. You can't see his face yet. A thick wooden door opens and in walks Thelonious Primsbane, dressed in seemingly royal robes, and he slowly enters the room, his footsteps barely making a sound. He walks over to the man suspended on the wall and lifts his head. You can now see that this man is Leonin Glory Gem of the Iron Fist of the Dawn. Thelonious chuckles. You'll be glad to know your friends didn't even ask about you. It doesn't look like they are coming for you anytime soon. They may have stopped me this time, but once I make you into the true warrior you can be and raise an army in your image, I will be unstoppable.
Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. So there's stuff in it for what? Nothing. Is it going to be a starter set? Did, is that what I said? <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> starter set. <laughs> to a lucky patron. Swinging to the house. I like the Dungeons and Dragons starter set. <laughs> I headache Amy is <laughs> fucking ruthless. <laughs> it's going to be a good day. Good day. I have a headache. Uh, I don't like it when Russ has to like plan things I out because I have a feeling that bad things are coming. He's thinking I just so much. I feel like he's very Gosh. unprepared right now. There's a lot of typing happening. Well, he's looking through books. He's flipping pages. Let's see the player's handbook. Yes. The we need some sort Only of like yeah, super totally montage of Russ like doing research in order to kill us in D D. <laughs> yeah. He's in like a dingy like journalism office to the He's got papers everywhere. There's probably some sort of cork board on the back with like a map and all these pictures connecting with yarn. He's learning the Dewey Decimal System so he can know how to find <laughs> things in the library. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Hannah is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together. This unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. Okay. Okay. This thing is not playing around at all. Shit. Incoming. Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities. Now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie? Than just some stranger on the road. An apocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy. <laughs>